You're listening to The Above the Mug Show, a podcast that highlights people whose passions drive their life. My name is Lucas Spinoza, and I own a coffee shop. Every day I meet dozens of interesting people, and today I sit down with one of them to inspire you to live your life passion forward. What is going on, everybody? It's your friend Lucas Spinoza coming at you from my office inside of the Black Sheep Lounge right here in the heart of Welland, Ontario. You're listening to Above the Mug, a podcast about positive people, and we're trying to you know, show you how you can use your passions to live your life passion forward. Today, joined by an incredibly special guest, good old buddy of mine, all-around great guy, Joey Scaringi, also known as Joey Bricks. He's an on-air personality at 97.7 Hits FM. He's also the vocalist in two great bands, Various and Duskwalker, and now a guitarist in this cool side project, Hollow Body, uh, as well. He's got a new show coming out, or that's out. It's out already, uh, Metal After Midnight on 97.7, so you got to check it out. Please help me welcome Joey Bricks. What's hey, going on? Hey, Lucas. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I appreciate it. That was a great intro. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. I, you know, I, I was saying to my, because my, my brother was uh, last week's episode, and oh, cool. uh, I was nervous about doing that episode, and that's the only one I've ever been nervous up to date, because it's my brother, and you don't know what to expect, because you know everything about him, right? Yeah, you already know everything. I'm nervous with you for a different reason, and it'll go away in about 30 seconds, but because this is your job, like you do this for a living, is radio, uh, and even though podcasting isn't radio, it's very, very similar in the sense where you know, you're know you talking into microphones, and there is mixing and editing and all these things that go on, so I'm stoked to have you here. Uh, I want to give a little bit of a background on, you know, where you started out and how you got to being an on-air personality with Hits FM, because we have a lot of friends through music who want to be in this field. They want to be in production. They want to be in radio. They want to be in television, right? You're one of the few people in our circle that's actually been able to break through and do this as a living, but it wasn't, it wasn't easy. And I know that, um, what what is it about radio that got you so excited and wanted to do it as a living? Interesting. Well, For a living. Um, I guess I'll have to give you a little bit of a history of, sure, it, yeah, of how it. how it all really started. Um, you know, after high school and stuff like that, you know, you hear all these um, teachers, guidance counselors, everyone telling you what you should do and what you're best at and all that. And I uh, I just was you know good at science, so I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll go to Mohawk College and become a scientist or whatever. And I, I ended up doing it. Cause I got good grades in it, mm-hmm. but then when I actually started doing it in Mohawk, I'm like, ah, oh, is this something I'm really going to enjoy the rest of my life and be happy with? And that's when I really and I, you know, I was living alone at the time, so I had a, a lot of time to think. And I think that was the one of the biggest things for me to really move forward in my career because you know having that time to really evaluate yourself and think what you truly want really helped. So in that moment when I didn't know what I wanted, I was conflicting thoughts of what I want to do for the rest of my life. I was in Mohawk and I saw that they had a program about radio and I'm like, oh my God, you can actually like go to school for this? Because <laughs> I've always loved it. Like, you know, I, you know, I love music and uh, my passion is to be an entertainer. I, I was always a singer before this and everything like that. And, you know, my mom and I would always listen to the radio and all, all the time growing up. So it was always a passion, but it never was like something I thought would be attainable that actually I could achieve something. Until I saw it at Mohawk, I'm like, wow, I can go to school for this. So, you know, the next year, I, I after I finished the program of, well, not the program, just the uh, just that one year of Mohawk, I'm like, let's finish it off, and then I'm going to go to school for radio and really pursue this. Found out Niagara College had a program called BRTF, Broadcasting Radio, Television, and Film. I'm like, great, it's right here in my backyard, in Welland, of course. Hell yeah. And uh, I, I got into the program, and... Like the first week, I'm like, this is it. 
this is where I belong. I love this. I love the people that I that I was surrounded with. Everyone was very outgoing like me. Everybody was very uh, passionate and driven and focused of what they wanted, like the people that I surrounded myself with in the program. I feel like that helped me really want to move forward. I knew I wanted to get into radio, so I just really honed my skills in that. Because, you know, there was television and yep. film, which I still put effort into, but I just really put the most effort and focus into radio. And I just wanted that the whole time being there. So, you know, did my three years, eventually uh, graduated. And the last thing that you do in that program is you get your internship. Now, this is when things really kicked into overdrive for me right now in my career. Um, you, you know, you had to get to an internship and it was tough, like emailing all these different people. I didn't know where I wanted to go. And then uh, there was this uh, lady that came and spoke to our class. Her name was Sarah Cummings. Our t Bruce Gilbert was our radio teacher. That's his wife, uh, Sarah Cummings. And she uh, works for Bell Media. She came to speak to the class uh, just around the time when everyone was supposed to get internships. It was very stressful, right? You, know, you course, didn't know yeah. who's going who's gonna to pick you up. Where am I going to get an intern? Until I spoke to Sarah Cummings, who you know works at Bell Media and... You know, Bell Media, so Huge. many radio stations under that umbrella. Huge. Hits FM being one of them. And she just like kind of like saw me the way I looked and the way I talked and my energy. She just said, you would be great for 97.7 Hits FM. Why don't you try that? I never even thought of it. I'm like, I never, I didn't think I would make it. I don't think it was good enough for Hits FM. So I'm like, oh man. Because they're Maybe. a big station. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was way out of my reach. Until she said that, it kind of like lit a fire. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this. Hell yeah. That is so me. Let's do it. So, you know, sometimes you need that person person to uh, not only give you an extra push or just, like, make you see something you never thought you would see. Mm -hmm. So, like, I didn't even think Hits was under my radar until she brought that up. I'm like, okay, let's do this. The following week, maybe a week or two still in the program, we uh, did a trip to the White House of Rock, the whole class. Yeah. So, uh, Which, so for those I, that don't know, that's where they do all of the... The recording and the broadcasting. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So the White House of Rock is where Hits FM is, along with uh, Easy Rock and CKTB. Yep. So, uh, you know, our teacher brought the whole class there for a trip. And already in my mind, uh, you know, a couple weeks prior to that, I had it in my mind, I'm going to go to Hits FM. So I had my uh, resume printed out, everything all ready to go. Went to the uh, little trip with the class to go to the White House of Rock. And our teacher's taking us around the building, doing us like, doing some... Uh, you know, just touring, seeing what the radio industry is all about. And I was smart and uh, determined that I wanted to work here. Mm -hmm. I took off from the group during a little tour, walked around the building on my own, um, saw someone that worked for the uh, worked in the building. Her name was Cheryl McFarland at the time when she was working there. And I said, hey, hey excuse me, um, my name's Joey. I work here. I'm here with the class for uh, BRTF. Uh, where is the, uh, the program director? For Hits FM, do you know? Can you point me in the direction of his office? Sure, no problem. She showed me. He was sitting there. I, I knocked on the door. I said, "Hi, how are you? I'm Joey." Blah 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 blah. I would like to work here. You know, gave him the whole spiel and everything. Put a resume on his desk. He was just so um, ecstatic and like surprised that someone really would just go that extra mile. Go that extra mile, and he yeah. loved that. He loved that determination um, that I just did that right there because I wanted it. Yep. If I wanted something, I'm going to go get it. And I did it. And he uh, emailed me back, emailed each other back in the next few days. And he said, okay, come on in Monday morning and uh, we'll do an interview for your internship. Walked in his office. Chris Biggs, Jason Barr, Pasty Jamie were sitting in the office with the program director I met 
at that trip. And he goes, hello, Joey. I want you to meet you at the Bigs at Bar show. You're going to be their intern. I'm like, oh, great. I got a job. I got an internship. I was yep. so excited. And then, uh, you know, I was with the Bigs at Bar show, probably the most popular radio show in all of Canada at the time. They, they were And they huge. won national radio awards for yeah. that show while you were with them. Exactly. <laughs> while I was with them. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And, and I really want to highlight this because radio is one of the most difficult industries to break into, especially now. Uh, the fact of the matter is all these big stations are making cuts. They need to focus their efforts in different parts, uh, different departments and different areas, different times of day. And so to get into that field the way you did is incredibly rare, but it shows the tenacity that you need and the drive that you need in order to make it from zero to a hundred. A hundred percent. And, uh, I, you know, I'm probably going to say this again at some point in the, uh, the podcast. And I always say this to everybody is, I don't deserve anything that I got. I earn what I get. I, you yeah. know, I wanted that job. I w worked to get that job. I uh, put in the effort, the, the the work, the tenacity, the effort, and uh, got what I wanted. And that's that's all it takes. You know, I'm no more special than the guy down the street. No, you know, I'm no better than anybody else. I just happen to have a lot of determination. I yeah. really wanted something. It's it's no different than like when you're something small when you're at home and you're like you know you're craving something to eat and you really want that. You want that thing to eat. You're damn right you're going to go out and get it, whether it's driving to the store or finding everything you have in your house to make it because you you want that. Yep. It's the same thing with what I wanted with my career. I really wanted it. And I made it happen. So uh, I earned it. I didn't Absolutely. deserve it. And that's another thing, too, is with you, it, the work didn't stop when you got that internship. I remember because for people that don't know our relationship, you and I met through music. We played in a band briefly together. Uh, we started going to metal shows together exactly, and, and, yeah. and it grew from there. But I know that the time when you started at hits, you know, I was doing some work with the black sheep at hits FM for front lawn Fridays a yes. few times. And I saw you there and it was like four or five in the morning and you're loading, you know, setting up tents and tables and moving equipment outside and like literally sitting behind and waiting for the host to tell you to grab something. And like you, you did some grunt work for a long time. Yeah. And I put, that's another thing where the effort started going even more. So once I got the job, it wasn't just like no, I got on air right away. I had to put in, pay my dues and put in my time. And a lot of people, it's tough to get past that part because it's frustrating. You know, mm -hmm. you're not getting what you want, especially when you're on the, the internship doing all this work. You know you're not getting paid for it, but I didn't let that bother me. I yeah. knew it would pay off eventually. So you're right. I had to do all that work, paying my dues and doing little overnight shifts eventually after yeah. working all these hours with the promo department and working with all the other announcers, picking their brains and stuff like that, what I should do. And uh, just it built and built and built eventually till the uh, program director said, all right, Joey, you're going to do overnights. Okay, Joey, you're going to do Saturdays now. And then it started building. And a big part of it, too, is people got to know you and your character. So, like, the the genuinity of you, your authenticity, the fact that you're with Biggs and Bar, you know, they really obviously liked you. Uh, and you had a great relationship and probably still do. Yes, um, yeah they got to see you as a real person. You weren't pretending to be anybody you weren't. And so they love that. So I remember when you started becoming visible on hits for me as a listener of hits was, you know, now you're on social media with these guys. They love toying with you. They love doing pranks with you. And I think yeah, the, the biggest moment, what really kickstarted it for me as an outsider for you was screaming in the drive-thru. Yeah, that seems to be right? the most popular one. Everybody knew that <laughs> clip of you at McDonald's little like screaming and I mean like a metal scream yeah. your your order your coffee <laughs> orders in the morning and people died they thought that was hilarious and so now the public wants Joey 
right? And so now they start doing this name competi- competition. He can't be Joey Scaringi anymore. We got to give him some sort of Italian radio name. What do Italian? What are Italians known for? Masonry. Joey Bricks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it's the funniest. It's the funniest thing ever. It just worked out with my personality. It seemed to fit really well. It, it does. And Bricks. It's rough. It's it's tough and it's Italian and it's metal. It, yeah. it works so perfectly for your personality. But I really wanted to highlight that and your backstory because I think it's important people know that you could have literally nothing. You could work 110% of what you have inside of you for three years and not see any results. And then if you push one more day, that could be the day where everything blows up for you. And and I think it obviously it was a slow roll for you. Mm-hmm. But now the fact that you were able to host that morning show for months the morning show is the busiest time for people to listen to yeah, radio. Yeah, the biggest spot. And so for you to be there and uh, now with your new time slot, which people are listening and loving and enjoying it, you saw people were sad that they weren't going to be able to have you as a part of their morning. And like they were just bummed. They're like, oh, we're going to miss Joey. So now there's people listening even longer in the afternoon because they want to hear you. I, I love that. I think that's really great. I want to touch on that morning show actually a little bit because I, I did it for so long. And that was the main thing now that really propelled me forward. So after, you know the bigs and bar stuff and doing all the the promo stuff and just the little things here around the station. I, um, I became the yes man, everything someone would ask me to do. Sure. No problem. I'm on it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll work that job. I'll fill in for pasty Jamie working the boards and which was a big thing. I filled in for him for three weeks on the morning, on the morning show with him just doing the boards. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I knew they were going to leave for a while. So I was prepared that eventually I was going to maybe fill in. I wanted, you know, try to get that spot. Uh, and then the boss at the time knew I wanted it. He knew that I was working hard. He knew that I would say yes to everything. So he gave me that trust to be on the morning show after this eight-year, three-time award-winning radio show is leaving hits. They don't have anyone yet, so I, we need a temporary guy. Joey putting all this work. So now they trusted me with that spot. I thought it was incredible. And here's something that's crazy, too, actually. Yeah, you know, the is. first shift I did, too, on that morning show, I was so nervous coming in on the, you know, the morning show for the first time. And I was supposed to be with uh, Adam. That's who I currently am with yep. right now. He calls me up that morning. He's like, ah, oh, Joey, I'm in the hospital. I'm not going to make it. You're going to have to do the show by yourself. Ah, damn it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have no one to bounce off. Oh, of. man. I'm going to have to come in. <laughs> my first big radio gig on the morning show all by myself. And dude, the whole morning was all text messages from listeners. You got this, Joey. You could do this. So much support from the Hits FM listeners, uh, the people in Niagara, just in general. And I just, that really pushed me and gave me confidence to do that. So I ended up doing the morning show for like nine months with Adam, filling in. And that really helped, you know, working with someone, feeding off another person and being on that show for so long and learning how to be huge in the public eye, people knowing who I am and uh, just the things that I said mattered. People cared what I wanted to talk about. I thought that's incredible. That's crazy. I got to make sure I want to be the best person of my best version of myself I can be on air. So uh, I know I got such a great appreciation for that and so many nice people I've met, you know. And there's, you take the good with the bad, sure. sure. <laughs> Not everyone's going to love you. And that was another thing that I've had to go through. You know? You're talking to a politician, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I know, right? Yeah. You know. Me. I know all too well. People you know don't love all everything about you do. You know what, though? Isn't that, doesn't that make you stronger, though? I've been Hell finding yes. it's, you know, there's been times with, uh, you know, me and Karen and I, we were always, I'm always telling you about every day after work about sometimes, oh, this jerk said this thing to me and it just ruins my day. But then... Yeah, she tells me to let it go, and I'll, they're not I, gonna like you. 
Exactly. Not and everyone. Not everyone's going to like me. And I just learned to keep pushing through that and be stronger from it. And um, now I focus a lot more on the people that really, truly care. Because like you said, yep. now there's these people that are reaching out to me saying, hey, he's listening to you on the morning show all the time. I'm going to do it on the afternoons. I miss you on the mornings. I'm getting all these texts on the afternoon. And that's so great. I'm not trying to show off by any means, but it's just... I brought it up. I'll give it... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm just... It, it, I'm grateful for it. You know what I mean? It, it makes my day. It makes me feel a lot better. And it just helps me do my job ultimately. And to do my job, I need to be the best version of myself. For sure. And with radio, you obviously have to cater to an audience because they're listening. Without the listenership, you have no show. But... The beauty of hits is it's one of those types of environments where it's kind of schoolyard, right? Where it's professional, but at the same time, it's like it's meant for people to disagree. And you have Facebook polls trying to get people to yes, disagree against. Always. So you you want that. And if everyone would agree, it's you have some weird, it's boring, boring cult radio, which you don't want. right? No, and my mom actually said to me the, the other day, my mom's my biggest fan, always listens to every, Lucy. every single time. Yeah, big shout out to Lucy. Huge. She loves it. Lucy, and my mom says hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she says hi to you, by the way. She's told hi. me to take a picture with you, so we, we'll We're do going that later. To. Um, but uh, she was listening to the show earlier this week, and we did this thing about, like, the Kool-Aid man. I brought this up. Like, is the Kool-Aid man the jar, or is he the liquid? And I put That's that out there. That's a good question. I know, great question, right? Great radio, a little bit. And uh, so many people, though, went with the jar. And I went with the liquid. And my mom said to me, she goes, well, why would you go with the liquid? It makes no sense. And I said... <laughs> Well, here's the thing, though. If everyone went with the jar, so if I would have went with the jar, it's boring. It's, it's boring when everyone does the same thing. It's boring when people are only into one thing. I like to be you know, all over the place with my interests and where I stand on things because that's what makes life interesting. Hell a yeah. lot of times we see a lot of these controversy, controversy in the news, whether it's people disagreeing. But isn't that so much more interesting? Mm -hmm. You know, certain things I believe we definitely should agree on. There's a lot Absolutely. of things everyone should agree on. But also, just when it comes to opinions, that's the beauty of it. That's what I'm starting to realize with so many different opinions. It, it's cool, actually, because you get to hear other people's thoughts and, you know, not just one-sided things. You get different perspectives. And I've been totally been appreciating that so much more as been growing older, whether it's like my music, you know, getting other people's perspective on it or my thought process and get other people's perspective and you just conjure your own conclusion to that. For sure. I want to touch on that too now that uh, it's a perfect segue is about your music and these projects that you have. Um, a lot of people that write in or comment or have questions into the show here is they'll ask like, how do these guests do so many things at once? You know, and, and I have my own theory, which is, you know, you have your main focus, you build that. And once it's set, obviously you still work on it, but it gives you the opportunity to focus on other things as it kind of starts to go on autopilot a bit. Right. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. I, I, I you I still have to work for it, but I mean like with me in the cafe, right? Like it's at a point now where there's days like today you saw it was busy. I needed to be there. It needed a lot of help, but most days I'm able, if I want to run out and like right now we're in my office doing this podcast, the shop doesn't stop. It doesn't close down. Right. Same thing with you. Like you can use your radio life to your advantage in the sense where, you know, if you've got a late show, you can come in and record now and then go later and do something else for your bands. And, uh, your bands are flexible too. Cause you can pick the shows you want to do and the release parties. So anyway, what I wanted to do was just ask you how big of a part is music in your life outside of radio? Uh, how, how much time are you, do you think you're spending on it? Hmm. Well, 
I would say that they're all my passions. Yeah. And that's what makes it easy to juggle all of these things mm -hmm. because I look forward to doing them. Think about, you know, when you're planning your day and you have a whole bunch of things that you want to do in that day, but all those things that you're going to do are things you look forward to doing. You're excited for them. You get them done. You look back at the, the end of the day and you think back of all the stuff you did because you wanted to do it. It's, mm -hmm. it's no different with the, all these different jobs, whether it's, you know, Farious, Duskwalker, the radio, uh, my girlfriend, make it time for her and all that stuff is because I look forward to doing all of that. It's nice all, save. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's true. <laughs> Uh, but it's true, yeah. These are all those are all big things in my life that I enjoy doing. So I have to like really sit back and say, okay, where's this gonna go in the week? How am I gonna fit these in? It does take a little bit, I think, of you know premeditation and thinking about it. Uh, scheduling, time management is huge. And then once that is set, then the autopilot ro rolls in, and mm. it's just it turns into almost like your everyday job, and it becomes almost easy to manage when you enjoy what you love doing. It's like, think about how you've had jobs that you probably hated before. And uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say yeah, that. Yeah, worked for my dad. bakery over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, it's true. I mean, um, it's not that I dislike them, but I think you touched on the perfect thing, which is passion. And that's what this whole p podcast is about, is highlighting people who make a living with their passions, right? Yes. And, and that's the whole thing is passions plural there is more people can have more than one thing they're excited yes. about oh my it's god it's like what you said right like are you more excited to go to the water park or when you're finished at the water park getting pizza with your with your friends it's like well i want to do both i love pizza yes. and i love the water why park. can't you do them all i yeah. that's totally one of my big uh, life philosophies is why do you have to just do one thing mm -hmm. i love everything a, a lot of things that i like and i always think about this too is like people also that are just into one thing they're super passionate about just one thing that's great but it's also boring at the same time it I is, don't want to yeah. just talk about metal all the time I love it so much but I'm also into so many other things besides just that one thing just using metal as an example but it's you know I'm in so many different uh, things that I love and jobs where it's it makes it easier when you truly put all your effort and passion into it in all these different things and I don't know sometimes it's tough to think about why you're into so many different things because i know you're into so many different things too whether it's yep. you know music food coffee politics they all revolve around the same, same thing almost. for me right which That's is true. people i love i love being able to inspire or empower or give people the tools they need to be successful in their own life and i do that through the cafe with artists and like today we had poetry uh with musicians with comedians with um with students so like niagara college they've probably done like 17 maybe 18 documentary series in the past five years we've been open on the black sheep because we say yes every single time i don't care what the, their level of ability is yet the whole thing is these are people working towards a passion who am i to get in their way right give them give them an hour of my time say a few answers into a camera have them do some b-roll back here they get a great grade they're excited to be here right so for me, I get excited about what other people are excited about. The cafe is a perfect vessel for that, right? Where, you know, we're a community space, so we can allow many people to be passionate and grow and work on their careers or their passions. Uh, politics is the same thing. It's helping about with lifestyle. Something as small as a park, uh, which city council would deal with, could change a small child's upbringing and how their view on Welland, right? So we give them a good park. They feel good about living here. And maybe when they're old enough and they've got a career, they want to stay in 
well and they want to invest back in well because in, well invested in them. And now very last with this podcast, same thing. Is it good for me that we have good guests on here? Sure. But it's, it's even better for people who uh, are maybe quiet heroes that this platform can help them grow and, and bounce their career to a new level. Um, for you, it might be a little bit different because, you know, you've got a huge platform at Hits, but there may be people listening to this who've never listened to Hits but FM. That's interesting. Your answer actually kind of helped me conjure up an answer. All the things that I'm really interested in will all revolve around one thing, and that's really entertainment. And yep. same thing with people. I love to entertain and I, because I love to be entertained. Yep. You know, I love my movies, music, wrestling or anything yeah. that makes me really happy in my passions of uh, entertainment. And the thing about entertainment is it just puts a smile on people's face. People love it. They get happy. They forget about all their other problems that they have in life and instantly can feel a lot more empowered through entertainment. Sure. So because I love being entertained so much, I like to entertain whether it's being on stage and doing my passion of being a vocalist or being behind the microphone. Yeah, I, well, both things, I guess, are behind the microphone, but being behind the microphone on the radio. And um, I don't really do it for selfish reasons. I think it's more selfless because I want everyone to experience. And when you show how much you really like something, people really see that. Like, I always use my uh, stage presence as an example. Now, when I'm on stage whipping my hair around and headbang and going yeah. nuts. A lot of times that's because I'm just feeling that. I I feel like I'm a 13-year-old kid in my bedroom listening to Cannibal Corpse for the first time when I'm on stage and just really loving it. And when you put out that energy when you're on stage, people see that. They feel that, wow, this guy's having a good time. I'm going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really a give and take when it comes with entertainment. For sure. Speaking of cannibal corpse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's take a trip down memory lane. Well, I you know, I, I we've had a bunch of humor in this already, but I think it's good to break this all this passionate talk up with a, a quick little funny story. So how long ago? This had to have been what, twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen, something hmm. like that? Yeah, I would say so. Because you were in college at the me, time, right? Me, you and Dick. Yeah. Oh uh, wait, no, I wasn't. Or was it before that? This was before college. Maybe I, the year just before. Because you're how, we're the same age, right? 94? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 94. I me, think you we and, might have been the summer after high school. Because we, we were yeah. all driving. Because me, you, and Dan went. And Dan was, uh, you know, we were still in bright black yeah. at the time. Yeah. So we were in a band together. And the three of us. So Dan was the singer. Uh, you were guitar and I was bass for some strange reason because I don't play bass. I guess that that's an attest that's attesting to what you said about being a yes man. Like I wanted to play music at the time, and even though I sucked, I I practiced my butt off. You did just to be able to play uh, the sets we were playing with Bright Black and. But anyway, we wanted to go see Cannibal Corpse. I think it was their what twenty fifth anniversary. Twenty fifth anniversary. So yeah. it was their twenty fifth anniversary tour, and I was driving my ninety eight Safari van at the time, the eight passenger, and we yes. all we all jumped in there and we're driving. Uh, it was in Niagara Falls, New York, at the Rap well, not Rapids Theater. Where was Rapids it? Theater? Yeah, it was R Rapids Theater, right? So we're going over the states. We're going to the border, and we got three metalheads in the car. Uh, <laughs> I'm a metalhead that looks like a punk guy, so I kind of was the odd one out. But anyway, we're all in there. Van stinks because we're just a bunch of sweaty metalhead guys. Yep. And the guy's looking in. He's like, where are you guys going? We're like, oh, we're going to Cannibal Corpse. And he's like, oh, sick. Cannibal Corpse is awesome. It's their 25th anniversary tour, right? We're like, yeah, for sure. He's like, yeah, can you guys just pull up here? <laughs> <laughs> 
We're like, damn it, I thought we were in the clear. Yeah, we thought we were in the clear, but uh, anyway, they got us to get out of the van. We go inside, we're sitting inside, and it was funny to be stereotyped for the first time because as straight white guys, that doesn't really happen, right? <laughs> like, we're so used to our privilege that exactly, like, yeah. we don't have to worry about it. So we go inside, and it's exactly who, you, who you'd think inside of this building, and then us, uh, which is probably expected to everybody else looking at us. It's true. There, yeah, we're, there just were three metalheads <laughs> yeah. standing out, long hair, tattoos. They're probably looking for metal. crystal meth or something in, our, in my yes. van. They're ripping it apart. And they, they bring us up to the counter, and they want our phones. They want our shoes they want our socks they want our pants we're like uh-oh like are we not going to go in a back room for this so the three of us yeah, are standing in front of people that was weird the three of us are standing in our underwear in front of like probably two dozen people weirdest thing ever they found it there's nothing in the van we get our clothes back on and we go to cannibal court they asked <laughs> us what we did for a living too they all asked us like to you know see if we were drug dealers or anything and we all had really respectful jobs and you know i was a baker i don't yeah. know what, what were you doing at the time i think it was like a server or something like that um but, you know, we all had jobs, did stuff. We we're all good kids, respectable. Yeah. yeah. And I think they were, like, shocked because, you know, we had all the satanic <laughs> gear and looked weird. And they're like, okay. They thought they'd at least find a sure. goat head or a virgin or something. I know, right? Yeah, they looked through your car to see if they had any uh, any weed or anything like that. And, you know, we were smart enough not to bring anything over. So <laughs> I was, I was going to bring the meth, but I decided to keep it at home. Yeah, so. yeah, we decided to leave the two kilos of cocaine on the... <laughs> Back in Niagara Falls. <laughs> but anyway, so that was Cannibal Corpse. It was a great show. Yeah, it was awesome. And that, that was a cruel experience because I was like, you know, just more being integrated into the extreme lifestyle, which I really loved. And actually, something I want to touch on, too, because that's something you and I really have in common is our extreme lifestyle. And um, one of our good mutual friends actually who brought us together was uh, Nikki Roma. That's right. And I remember he said something to me that still sticks with me to this day. And it was such a great quote. Because it was at the time after high school when I was, you know, getting a lot of changes, growing my hair out and, mm -hmm. you know, being more out there. And, you know, he said to me, he goes, Joey, you, you haven't changed. You've evolved. And I thought that was so cool. That really that stuck with cool. me. And I feel like that's something you and I really share is that we've definitely evolved. I've known you, man, since back in grade 10. We were, we were both just like tapping into the satanic stuff and the extreme and all For that. Sure. And now it's it's totally a part of our lifestyle, but it's it's cool. It's you know And people people really don't get things like that. And uh, a lot of people ask me what was gonna happen when I was getting into politics. They're like, you're gonna cut your hair, you gonna start dressing respectably, like are you gonna cover your tattoos or you're gonna stop posting about metal show? I'm like, no. No, I'm like, if people don't want me there, they won't have they don't vote me in. That's it. But I'm not gonna change who I am to yes. make people feel good about me. Like if, if anyone wants to ask me a question, I'm happy to sit down and, and answer that question. But you don't come up to me and point at me and say, you're disgusting and boop, boop, boop. But if you come up to me and say, hey, like, I'm curious, what made you want to do something like this? I'm sure you're the same way. I'll be the first person to like sit down with that person and talk to them about why I do what I do and yes. what I enjoy. So I think that's great, too. Yeah, because especially guys like you and I who are a little bit in the public eye and yep. we don't change or conform. You know, we still stay the same and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really cool that, you know, especially now in 2020, people aren't weirded out by it. You know, there's still going to be some people that are a little bit uh, off-putting by it. Yeah. But I prefer that, you know, come into my world. Let's let's talk. Let's have some questions. If you have any, I'm willing to answer them. And I don't know. I feel like so many people are more accepting towards it. And that's what's great about people like us that uh, aren't changing. We're yeah. showing people, like, hey, this is who we are. We're not serial killers, you know? Just, yeah, and if you keep pushing me, that, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It does. All depends. I do have a sword collection at home. So. 
<laughs> but no, I think it's great. And also the fact that both you and I come from Italian background too, which to look the way we do and do the things we do that are yeah. non, or I should say a traditional, uh, is rare. I mean, you have a very supportive family and so do I. So we're both very fortunate for that where they, you know, they push us to be better and better versions of ourselves and work hard and be respectable. But at the same time, they gave us at least enough freedom to express ourselves in a way that that we wanted to. Yeah. And they never put us down really for that. I remember my mom would always stick up for me and when my dad would get mad growing my hair out, she'd be like, hey, at least that's the worst thing he's doing is yep. growing his hair out. Exactly. You know I mean? I'm not like in a ditch doing heroin or, yeah. you know, murdering people. My dad wasn't necessarily excited when I used to put nail polish on in the truck while we were <laughs> going to get dinner. He's like, you seriously have to do your nail polish in the truck right now? <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped doing it in the truck. I started doing it before. Yeah, you do it before. Beforehand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do my hair care routine before I leave the house. So, um... Where do I want to go with this now? I, I I love I love chatting with you. It's been a while. Like we see each other often enough because I'm a regular on one of your sister stations on CKTV. Yeah, I always give you a wave through the window every time yeah, I see you in the morning. But uh, we don't well, seldomly we get to sit down and actually have a a good chat. So I don't want to do too much personal. I want to like highlight you and and stuff like that. But anyway, what about this new this new show that you're doing at at midnight? The Metal After Midnight oh, okay. show. How did that come about? Because obviously you're still doing your afternoons. Uh, and you've got all these other projects. How did it come about that you're going to be doing? Well, that was, since I got onto Hits FM, that was one of my goals I've always wanted to do is have a metal show. Before I even did the, or uh, even got on Hits FM, first starting out with Hammer Smash Radio yeah. back in the Niagara College Which was your days, podcast. Which was my podcast, my metal show that I, I did and played all the local bands, learned all about the local scene and just how great it is and how talented so many musicians are here in this local scene. Um, and I just love metal. <laughs> I just wanted to show my passion to everybody and how great this music is. And I want to show people that it's more than just gore and just mean-looking metalheads that you see in the media and stuff like that. I want to show people, like, this is incredible style of music. There's so many different styles out there that people need to know about. And that was my really goal for Hammer Smash Radio. I brought that under Brock Radio. And... Um, Eventually, when I got over to hits, I'm like, okay, I need to still do a, a metal. I can't metal show something to showcase mm -hmm. metal. And I would always, you know, pick slowly, tell my boss here and there about it, here and there. And eventually, I convinced him. I, I, I brought a good case. No different than the way I got the job at Hits FM. I yep. was determined. I showed him why uh, metal deserves to be played on the radio. I showed him the audience. I showed him the credibility behind it. And it worked. It, that, again, that's work. That's not something that was just thrown to me. Hey, Joey, you're a metalhead. Do a metal show. No, I had to really work and take time and convincing mm -hmm. to him eventually to get this uh, gig. And so now I got it. I, yesterday, sorry, last week was my first metal show. And I have another one tonight on uh, Hits FM. It's called Metal After Midnight, Saturdays, um, midnight to 2 a.m. Technically, it's Sundays <laughs> because it's on midnight. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Um, yeah, just a couple hours of metal. And that's the thing, though, is because being on Hits FM, people always text me in all the time, like, Joey, play this, play that, put on some Pantera, Slayer, Ghost, yeah. Gojira, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, it's out there. And I uh, broke the barriers of it by being on the station, just being a metal guy. So let's push it even farther and get metal on the station. Oh, yeah. So now I've got all those bands that people want to hear on those two hours for Metal After Midnight. And... That's amazing. Now, the next goal is to just keep on pushing. Get those local metal bands on there. Get the extreme metal bands on there. 
ease them in. I feel like I'm getting a lot of people right now like thinking I'm going to play all this like brutal heavy stuff on yeah. the radio and play all this local stuff, which I want to. Yeah. It takes time, though. It's going to take time. I'm merging two different audiences right now. When I was doing the Hammer Smash radio show and when I was doing, uh, well, I guess Hammer Smash was on CFBU and um, the Niagara College radio station, I was just uh, reaching out to a metal audience, mm -hmm. just an extreme metal audience. And it, it's pretty small. It's pretty niche. Yep. Now that I'm on a big platform like 97.7 Hits FM, that's a huge platform. Yeah. But it's not a metal audience. It There is metal fans there, but it, the whole fan base isn't a metal audience. So now I'm trying to merge the extreme and metal and all that with this rock audience. It's two different crowds. Whether we, like we want to... It's it's kind of sucks a little bit with the you know rock and metal and stuff like that. Whether we want to believe like we're all the same, we're all together. There still is a little bit of separation, big time between rock all and the metal. Are two very different, two scenes. different. Oh, yeah. totally, two, two different, different scenes, scenes completely. And you know, oh, I want to break those barriers. Mm -hmm. I want to converge it. Whether it's punk, metal, rock, we're all under the same umbrella, and I want to merge that so we can be bigger. Forget about all this like. Metal's over here and rock's over here and punk's over here. That's what's going to separate us. That's what's going to hold us back in this type of community. Mm -hmm. I like to use the word community as opposed to whether scene or not because that's another thing that'll, you know, you got the metal scene, the punk scene, the rock scene, you know, the folk scene, all that. It's all one music community. And that's I think right. we should all bring that all together. So I have a great opportunity on being on Hits FM where it's such a wide audience where I can merge these two type of communities together. You sorry, merge these scenes to create a community. That's I right. My, I think my that, main goal is. That's perfect, man. And I think that's probably the best way to end this thing off because we're coming up at the end. What I want to do is give you the opportunity to plug what's going on. You already talked about Metal After Midnight, but maybe where, where can they find your bands? Uh, yeah. What time is your show on during the day? Okay, so what I mainly do, my main job is on the afternoon show with Adam. He's my co-host on 97.7 Hits FM. We do 3 o'clock till 7 o'clock every day, Monday to Friday. That's my afternoon show together with another person, which, yeah. we, you know, we feed back, yeah. back and forth like you and I, which is great. I get to have that real um, just openness, not so, like, professional. It's just very... Relaxed. Yeah. I love that. And then after that show, <laughs> I do my evening show, which yep. is just Joey Bricks from 7 till 11, Tuesday to Friday. My boss gives me Monday off, so I have at least one, <laughs> at least one evening shift. I can go home. I can go home after the uh, afternoon show. But uh, other than that, though, so I get the afternoon show Monday to Friday, the evening show Tuesday to Friday. So it's basically like Joey Bricks from 3 to 11 every day on hits. It's a lot. I wonder if people get bored of me, but... They don't, man. I don't. I, <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I always overthink and like, oh, people are people sick of hearing me? But anyway, I do that a lot during the week. Uh, th those are my main day jobs. And then my other new show, Metal After Midnight Saturdays, uh, 12 a.m. to 2. Those are the three main shows, afternoon, evening, and the Metal After Midnight. Then I got my bands. Yeah. So... Start off with various, various, uh, you know, we usually practice once once a week, so I can squeeze that in yeah. on the weekends. We have a new album coming out that we're currently working on right now. It's We're recording. I'm going in to record my vocals, I think it's like March 14th, something like that. So cool. I'm assuming sometime in the spring we'll have our new album out, which is great. Really excited for that. We got a whole bunch of shows coming up in the summer. Uh, and now Duskwalker. We just released an album in, when was it, babe? 
November. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, November. Like the 23rd? 22nd, 23rd, something like that. So, yeah, we just we just released an album around that it. time. And now we're getting ready to, like, hit the road and start playing as many shows as we can. Our first show coming up is April 4th at the Absinthe in Hamilton. We're going to be playing. Classic with, venue. Yeah, great venue. We're going to be playing with a band called Lutharo. That's their album release party for Wings of Agony. And we're going to be direct support for that because our drummer played on their uh, record that's currently coming out right now. So we're going to be playing with them. A lot of shows coming forward. So look forward to that. Duskwalker with Lutharo. Uh, two other great bands, Iomir and Apoc. They're badass. So that'll be a great show. Um, yeah, and then we have a whole bunch more coming up in the spring with Duskwalker. Full Terror Assault. Oh, dude, you hear about this? My band, we're playing Full Terror, Duskwalker, we're playing Full Terror Assault in September, which is this huge metal festival. We get to share the stage with Guar and Exodus. <laughs> Come on, Like these man. huge metal bands, they're still releasing more, so that's friggin' awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. To do that. Yeah, so yeah, all, basically a bunch of shows coming up for uh, Various and Duskwalker. And then Hollow Body is, seems to be like a project that maybe we'll put on like an album once a year. That one's like really like the extreme of the extreme, just mm -hmm. full on chaos. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that's like my little outlet to go nuts. And uh, I love that. And you know, maybe we'll work on something this summer. And uh, yeah, those are the main three bands and projects I'm working on now. God, do I have anything else that I'm doing? <laughs> it's, if you could always send it to me, man, I'll tag it when the episode comes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure by then you'll have two more bands and three more shows. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm sure. But yeah, that's it, baby. Radio and the, the bands that I'm working on right now and, just trying to get that going and, you know, little side projects here and there that are, like, associated, I guess, with uh, the radio and stuff like that. Like, I want to put a little documentary called uh, The Buffalonians. Me and me and Adam thought of this funny idea where we can go, like, to tailgate games at uh, Buffalo Bills games. Yeah. It just basically, like, narrated. Like, <laughs> <laughs> narrate tailgates? Narrate tailgates like you would in... Um, Nature shows. That's amazing. As you can see, the Buffalonians currently cooking up their meats, and in the background, they are jumping onto tables, their natural enemy, the folding table from the <laughs> Buffalonians. <laughs> I don't know, just do some funny stuff like that. Because I, I, just, I, I always it. love to do projects and have more content for the radio and for my band. So just content, 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 man. I love it. You guys are listening to Above the Mug, a podcast that highlights positive people. One of the most positive and energetic guests we've ever had ever in our 33 shows. Joey Scringy, a.k.a. Joey Bricks. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, buddy. Anytime. We will see you guys next week. Hey, friend. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Above the Mug. For more episodes, check us out at AboveTheMug.com. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, review, comment, tag your friends. This way you're not the only person listening to this thing. We come up with a brand new podcast every Sunday at noon, so we'll see you next week on Above the Mug.